Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from London, England, and across the all the way across the pond back to Salt Lake City, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, yet another What Mormons Believe. Uh, yeah. I'm... Yeah, we're going to be looking at um, some some fun Mormon beliefs. It's, Mormon uh, it's action. Pride, it's Pride Weekend here in Salt Lake City. That's right. That, we would, that, would, pride. Be, that would be Gay Pride Weekend, not Salt gay Lake pride. City Pride Weekend. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I'm proud other... to be from Salt Lake City. <laughs> <laughs> some other pride. You can have pride. You can have pride in a lot of things, I guess. Yeah, I think. I think most people know what Pride is, Dan. Okay, it's Pride Weekend. Trying to clarify, don't you think people know what Pride? We- I think people know what Pride Weekend is. Anyways, maybe I'm <laughs> maybe I'm over. Maybe I'm too entrenched in the whole gay thing. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm so gay. You're very gay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. No. It's it's Pride Weekend. Gay Pride yeah. Weekend in Salt Lake City, and I, so we thought we would go back and do a little what Mormons believe at the end of the at the end of the show today. So that'll be fun. Right. And then, of course, um, I, you know, we we um, we Dan, we had somebody on uh, on Facebook, one of our our regulars, Birdie, yeah. um, actually post a, a Photoshop picture of Jesus, <laughs> a modest picture of Jesus, which I think he, is awesome. He so. answered the call. <laughs> which is so lovely so if, if you want to check that out uh please go to facebook.com slash tgi atheist and uh and yeah it'll it should show up for you and i it's nice we encourage you to do this because it's yeah. it's great what he yeah. ended up doing this was yeah. it, if to remind listeners this was um us you know we talked about about these photos that frank posted um on on facebook about there, it was it was Mormons having photoshopped this uh, these paintings, these lovely paintings, to make them more in keeping with Mormon beliefs about angels, but right. they left Jesus fairly immodest. So our friend, <laughs> our friend Birdie, well, showing a nipple. Yeah. Uh. So our, our our friend Birdie, who's on this side of the pond, I I think I think he's I think he's a Brit. Um, oh really? Yeah. I didn't catch that. Oh yeah, huh. but he right, cool. he has he has employed the same tools that the that the LDS Church employed to make him much more modest and much hipper. Well, and keeping I mean, keeping with sort of the Mormon Mormon look of things <laughs> too. Indeed. I will say, Indeed. you know, I mean, white shirt and tie. I mean, I know that's hipster, but it's also kind of kind of mom. Yeah, he he's like a hipster Mormon missionary, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, everybody, I just used Mo in the Utah sense, Mormon, not the oh, yeah. rest of the world sense of homo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, in Utah, so anyways, yeah, Mo definitely means Mormon. Mormon. He's yeah. Mo. So right. what's going on in the world, Franklin? Well, um, hey, um, did, did, I don't know. Did this news get across over to you about the, uh, the guy who in, down in Florida who ate the other guy's face off? <laughs> that's a hungry guy when you're so, when you are so hungry that you are eating somebody else's face that's yeah. you are just too yeah. you need some food yeah 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 we he, yeah i um, saw that he was he was feeling a little peckish and uh <laughs> he he uh 
Yeah, overheated as well, my, apparently. My understanding He's... is that he was ravenous. <laughs> Just positively. Because he wouldn't stop for nothing. Yeah, yeah. Stripped down, got naked, yeah. and then yeah. ate a homeless guy's face off. Anyways, it's not that's not the funny part. Um, <laughs> we should oh, stop laughing about this There's very story. little that's funny about a guy eating another guy's face. <laughs> Except for the fact that we're making fun of it. <laughs> Uh, I guess that's true. There's, it's not. It's not funny in the sense that it's like it's like terribly sad, but it's also funny. It's so, horrifically sad. Like I, I'm, I, I had a hard time because like that's the kind of story that I hate. I hate mm. that kind of story. I hate coming across that kind of story. I, but I couldn't help but read it. <laughs> I couldn't help but look at pictures. Although I did refuse to look at the picture of the, of the act of the aftermath. Oh you know, yeah, I didn't see that. I I don't want to see that. I don't want to see mm-hmm. what the guy looks like after having his face eaten off. But anyways, um, this it was a big story. Yeah. Um, you know, if, and if you spent your entire week just getting your news on Huffington Post, you'd probably think it's one of the few stories <laughs> happening in the world. Um, <laughs> but um, the um, yeah, the CDC, you know, the Center for Disease Control uh, yes. here in the U.S. had to actually uh, come out with a statement. They had to oh. uh, clear clear the air uh, <laughs> over <laughs> a threat of zombie apocalypse um, <laughs> because the 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 so internets stupid. were <laughs> the internets were all a Twitter uh, over this and uh, yeah God, so one guy, um, but, one guy goes into some sort of drug addled craze or whatever it was that caused this oh it's not it's... one guy though there's also the guy up in Baltimore. Uh, who used oh. a knife to kill um, an- another individual, slice him up, eating parts of his heart and brain, that that whole thing. Did you hear yeah, about that that's, one? That's that's all Jeffrey Dahmer standard psycho killer right. stuff. That's not but zombie. It, no, but it gets kind of... You, <laughs> you know how easily people will like group all this stuff together, right? Sure. And then apparently, like, at work, um, Adam, Adam is the one who actually pointed me in the direction of this um he was talking about also the um, apparently there was some case of a woman eating her baby she was she was sort of doing the bath the bath salts thing and got into some sort of weird (sighs) frenzied hysteria of some kind because that's what uh, we think it is right we think it's people doing these this bath salts drug and going nutso yeah yeah they're sold as as bath salts that's what they yeah. call them right. um um so that they can just kind of be sold at stores i guess i don't know where <laughs> you get this stuff no but, you get um, it at, you get it at like these head shops these places that sell like bongs and things but everything has oh. to be labeled as a water pipe for tobacco or whatever oh, i was thinking people but, were getting this stuff at bed bath and beyond or something like i was like <laughs> i was like really confused but anyways oh my God. um it's so it's scary people do if you're gonna do drugs do the approved, unapproved, illegal drugs that we all know and love. Don't don't well, do these cr- these scary the, like this. Com- Wait a rot sec. Your brain drugs. So what would happen? Because if these com- are coming from a head shop, because I hadn't thought about that. That shows you. That goes to show how much about this kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but so they're they're at like a, a head shop. C- could you actually take a bath with, with these <laughs> bath salts? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Can I use these as bath salts? 
I, <laughs> I, now, Excuse I would like to use these in conjunction with maybe some aromatherapy oils. <laughs> um, what What do you think? Which would be a good bath salt to use with my lemon ginger aromatherapy? <laughs> I, I'd like to complain. I used these in my bath and I didn't get high. I got very mellow. It was a nice bath, but I thought I was supposed to get high. Or, or I used these in my bath, and boy, my skin. It just was going nuts. So, yeah. Oh um, yeah, so anyways, but what this leads me, like, okay, ha- let's tie this into our show a little bit, because we're having fun. Oh, um, do we have to? The, eh, no, let's tie it in. Um, the, um, this... This it's a weird thing for me, Dan, because like I am fascinated by the human need for an apocalypse. Mm. Like the it's just it's such a strong theme in our culture, right? Um, and maybe maybe it's not a human need. Maybe it's a, a cultural need um, for 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 a fascination with these sort of end time um, prophecies. But then that's filtered over into popular culture. Yeah. And we have, they're basically apocalyptic. I mean, we use the term to describe it. They're apocalyptic films, you know. Of, you know, I don't, um, I don't we're, think we're this is just cultural. And end I think of the world. A, it goes across cultural lines because I've seen, because there, I mean, almost every culture has come up with some sort of apocalypse story, you know? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, there's, I mean, there's always I don't, some I don't know sort of. About it final days it's never it's never just things just can will continue as normal for as long as they go there's always some sort of (laughs) there's always some sort of like eventually someone predicts some sort of cataclysm is it that we see the world we because of our lives being finite we have to see other things as finite i that seems really likely to me Huh. It just seems. I think. I think we as human beings have trouble with the concept of eternity. Well, don't you? Yeah, and but what's funny is that I'm as as an atheist, I have no hopes for eternity. But the people who who are believers do, right? right? Yeah. So like the the that kind of seems paradoxical to me that that, <laughs> that I. You know, because I, I fall prey to this sort of this way of thinking as well. Like I, I, you know, my whole thing, I know a lot of people, I heard some students of mine the other day, um, talking about what they would do if zombies came running from over there, right? They were pointing sort of <laughs> across the way and they're like, so if they're coming from that direction, what do we do? Okay. And if they're coming from that direction, what do we do? And they were just having fun, right? but it, it did, that did get me thinking a little bit and you know, mine is, um, as I'll, I'll be driving along on, you know, the interstate or wherever, um, I, I will imagine, um, what I would do if the, um, alien invasion started. Mm. Right. <laughs> like, like you go there, huh? I go there. Yeah. I imagine big ships swooping down and firing and blowing things up <laughs> and i go and i imagine well where do i go what do i do right now <laughs> when what's, the cylons what's, what's, attack what, yeah what's the best case scenario right now <laughs> and so that's what so oh i keep water God. i keep water in my closet you know 
<laughs> right. A few you got a few gallons a of water. Two hour kit or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So to speak, I always have power oh, bars yeah. around. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like it's really it's it's a real. I mean, there's these sur- survivalists. There's it. Oh my god. There yeah. are like this is a real part of the human. Well, again, I I don't I don't know if I'm ready to say that it's that it's sort of a hu- a human experience but it's definitely a cultural thing i can say that for sure that something about our culture whether or not it extends larger than that um i can't really say but well you know it's just it's just strange to me that 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 people would go so quickly to oh my god zombies that the cdc has to come along say no it's not we see no there's no pathogen that like caused this right yeah you know if if you're looking for an origin to some of this paranoia, I will say this. And may, you know, mm-hmm. this doesn't apply to Americans the way it applies here where I am. But I today took a really interesting walking tour with my professor. And we ended up going, we went to a place here in London called Middle Temple. Okay. And uh, and Inner Temple. The temple area is, is mostly where lawyers meet and and train and stuff anyway uh i don't need to go into too much but we saw pictures of what happened to some of these places during the blitzkrieg in in world war ii oh wow okay and you know what you know there were incendiary bombs that exploded and destroyed a good portion of the chapel of the inner temple uh chapel which by the way is where dan brown put uh some of the the Da Vinci Code uh, knights, the Knights Templar, are buried there, and so like some of the Da Vinci Code took place in that very chapel. Oh, I think that's where the uh, the Holy Grail was, or something, in one of the Knights Templar's uh, uh, coffins, or something. I don't remember. Anyway, I did. I didn't actually read the book. I did see the movie, <laughs> <laughs> the, the very good movie with Tom Hanks. It was excellent. The excellent oh, yeah. movie. Apparently, like <laughs> tourism jolted wildly after Dan Brown wrote that book at that place. Oh yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> turns out the Grail yeah. is not there. But okay. but more important was the, was the fact that yeah, people who who lived in England during the 1940s watched planes dropping bombs. You know what I mean? They they lived through real horror. Yeah. So I can I can see that being contributing to the, to paranoia. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. I mean, in, ter- in terms of or, like being or, afraid of an apocalypse, that was that was it. Yeah, but wouldn't that get it out of your system in a way? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't have to fear any apocalypse. I've lived through it. I'm good. <laughs> I, know, I know how bad it can get. <laughs> and I'm still here. Yeah, so. There's no way that engenders paranoia for life. No. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> well, don't, I, don't fear the aliens, Frank. I think um, you're probably safe. That's I don't know, because all I, it could happen any day. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I think <laughs> now what we need to worry about is, is bath salt fiends. That's a no that kidding. Seems, that seems to me to be a genuine concern. 
Like when and where? I mean, like oh my god, um, Brent and I took a walk along the Jordan River, yeah, park, you know, Parkway, whatever it's called, um, the other night, and I have to say, you know, it's a little freaky at dusk, yeah. you know, the, because we went we went just just as the sun was going down, and um, and yeah, it was um, you know, I was a little I was a little sketched out by. You know, there was this guy who was like, um, air boxing out in the bushes. And I was like, what <laughs> oh my the, God, what the hell? Like this guy's like red. If there hadn't been like a couple down on a park bench, a little further down the trail, um, I would have been really freaked out by that guy because I was that's, like, that's not normal, pu- you know, twilight not, public behavior. That's not, that's not good along a along park a behavior, <laughs> bad park behavior at dusk. <laughs> oh my god yeah you know the thing i truly i'm not afraid of like a zombie apocalypse but i am now currently afraid of people approaching me and attacking me and never stopping trying to eat my face yeah. that apparently is now a thing that i get to worry about like one person i'm not afraid of a bunch of people like you know you see zombies movies and it's all like 300 zombies coming at you that's not a, i'm not afraid of that but i am afraid of that one guy coming well, at Dan, me it always starts with one <laughs> it always starts with one that's also all i'm yeah. gonna say all right so anyways Watch out for uh, well, salt zombies everybody yeah all right what you um got? i got a i got a, a an interesting study is what i got oh i found this on the religious religion news service um, and they're reporting about a study done in uh, in Berkeley, um, University hmm. of California, Berkeley. Sure. That it's compared cool. the the good doing of uh, of believers and non-believers. Now it oh, didn't it didn't compared. quantify it. It didn't compare how much good doing there was on either side, but it compared okay. the reasons behind why believers do good. And why non-believers do good. Okay. And uh, so across three different studies, here's what they found. They said they found compassion played a much bigger role in the way that less religious people treated others. Whereas religious people tended to behave as as generously as they would regardless of how compassionately they felt. Does that make sense to you? Oh. Wait, 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 wait. It's a little tricky. So, for the, for the for the religious folk, it didn't matter how much compassion they felt; they right. did it. Yeah, they weren't. Of, they a lot of their good didn't come out of the goodness of their heart. It gotcha. Whereas, okay. whereas with with the non-believers or the less believing, I don't know what that okay. means. The less religious. That's, that's the PC. <laughs> I'm not an atheist. I'm just less religious. <laughs> I'm a less believer. <laughs> I definitely believe less than most. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they're just saying that they're ma- very, the difference are vastly, or the the reasons behind give why people give uh, are are vastly different, hmm. and. Uh, and the findings indicate that although so they say the the researchers wrote that the finding these findings indicate that although compassion is associated with pro sociality among both less religious and more religious individuals, 
this relationship is particularly robust for less religious individuals, meaning that uh, if you, it's it's out of a sense of pro-sociality, it's out of a pro-social sense that we non-believers mm. do good, whereas believers do it for... And they didn't necessarily figure out exactly what the motivation is for believers. Guilt. I think that I think that they were studying different reasons. I think they were more actually more interested in the non-believers than they were in the believers. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah. Which I think is interesting, or at very least, this report doesn't really, or this this article doesn't go into why the believers do give if it's not that. Um, right. They did quote a guy who's who is religious. A a guy, um, what was his name? He's uh he's he's a he's oh Brian Howell, an associate professor of anthropology at Wheaton College, which is an evangelical school outside of Chicago. Which I don't know if that should make it suspect to me. I didn't look up Wheaton College. Is it accredited? I don't know. Anyway, they quoted him and they said that. Uh, he said, though compassion is part of this, I think a lot of religious people would not report that as central to their decision-making pro- decision making, because they would want to know what they're giving is going... They would want to know that they're... Oh, that they're giving is going to support long-term, even eternal priorities of God. Now, that's Ew. his spin. <laughs> and his spin is also, like... He also sort of rather derisively said that um, he said they did not find that non-religious people were more generous overall, just that they needed emotional responses to be generous more than religious people do. So all those TV ads of starving children are important for the non-religious to give money, but not so much for the religious. Oh my God. So his take on it is that also the religious of our, you know, they gave it the office, right? You know, right. Like, Whereas, well, so, um, so yeah, I mean, my sense is that his take is that re- non-religious people have to be emotionally manipulated into into giving, whereas religious don't, people no. don't. But I don't buy that for a second. I don't buy it. No, I think that, I mean, just no. In fact, those kind of ads I find, you know, manipulative and, and uh, cloying and awful. <laughs> I, I refuse to watch them. If I, I see re- them yeah. on, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I understand. There's something. I know, I know that that's a bad thing. I know that that's, you know, whatever. Um, you could also just ask me to give right. and you'll get the same result, which is I, that I probably won't give, but, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, but I actually refuse yeah. to support that kind of a, of, of an organization. Like if you're making cloyingly like manipulative commercials, I'm not going to give you money so that you can make more of those and just annoy me more. <laughs> I'll find a I'll find a nice charity that doesn't do that to me. Uh, yeah, well, um yeah, I, but but I do think that that's interesting because I mean that goes back to some other things that we've we've talked about, right? And earlier on yeah. in, in in you know the these this series of podcasts um that um about, you know, sort of pro-social behavior um, from atheists mm. um, in in other settings, and how it's it's we're, we're sort of more inclined to it, right? Yeah, it does seem that that's the case. Like the data does bear that out. You look at you look at more 
secular societies versus more religious societies, and you find that that the crime rate is lower. Mm-hmm. Um, people take care of each other more mm-hmm. in those societies. You look at like Sweden, for instance, which has which has very very low religious rate, and also very low crime rates and very high uh, propensity societal societal propensity toward taking care of each other. What right. Americans would call socialist, goddamn right. socialists, always <laughs> always giving poor people free rides. What not? Create yeah, stability but, in your nation. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that there's also a sense here that, that to me, what I'm getting from this is that, uh, well, I, you know, I wonder which way this goes. Because I, without seeing figures on who's giving more, it's hard to, mm. it, it's hard to have context for this information. It does seem to me that, there might be something useful in the fact that believers have this structure in place that encourages even those who normally wouldn't give to give. Yeah, well, so, sure. So if but, you take the same population of people and maybe, you know, across across a given population, there's a percentage that are just going to give no matter what, that right. have that compassion – and then there's sure. a percentage that aren't normally going to give that would get that do give because their religion's telling them they have to, and maybe right. that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe we need to set up some societal structures to to echo that to uh, to encourage giving for those well, who we don't. Do. We do. Yeah. We have, there's a tax benefit for giving. Like there's oh that's true. You know there there's there's a lot of things in our society that I think promote giving. Um, you know, there, there's, you know, a, a philanthropic spirit, I think in this, in this nation of, of giving to, to causes that you believe in. I, I don't, I don't think that, that, um, you know, I mean, do you feel good about it or do you feel, um, good with God about it? Mm. And that's, that's, that's sort of the, the, I guess the, the two different end results of that, but no matter right. what. You 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 do get that tax benefit, and I would say that's a huge, maybe not full on motivator, but um, certainly can be makes it easier, you know. So yeah, I mean, I think that I I think I think you're right about that, but I thought that was interesting. I do think that it means basically that, or that it points toward the possibility that uh, that we believe that we non-believers. Because my theory is still that non-believers sort of have to come up with their own system of um, of, uh, of of morality and of ethics, and mm-hmm. and in so doing, they actually have to sit down and really get, sort of think about it. I guess they don't have to. You and I tend to be contemplative non-believers. I guess there are probably non-believers who are complacent about it. Certainly not yeah. our listeners. Our <laughs> listeners are all very, very, very intelligent and. Uh, <laughs> yes. And, well, uh, evidently. <laughs> so, so I mean, I'm sure all of our listeners are very are, are are very generous in their donations to various charities, and it's all out of compassion, because that's what we are. We're compassionate, pro-social people. Okay. Yeah, I think. I think we are, 
All right, cool. Thanks, yeah. Dan. Yeah. Um. All right. What do you got? Um. Let's see what I've got going on here. Attempt. Oh. So. Um. You you know that that language that that Jesus spoke. Have you heard of it? Do you know it, what it is? That would be uh, Aramaic. Is the spoken language yeah, right? Is the. It's the spoken language. It's what um, Mel Gibson recorded. Um. <laughs> his passion of the christ then right didn't jesus actually speak aramaic yeah uh, yeah i guess so yeah. yeah um so anyways um there are efforts to uh revive it as a as a, as a spoken <laughs> language okay okay by by whom are these the esperanto people um by <laughs> <laughs> i i hope so <laughs> um no um this is um it, it it's actually a couple of villages in um in Israel mm. in 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 the in, in their their Christian uh communities oh. um that are that are teaching um uh Aramaic in an, in an effort to revive the language um obviously they they see a connection to Jesus there and that, that that's why they see it right. see its importance for them what um, but basically for the last couple hundred years, um, it's pretty much all but disappeared. So, um, but there are still people who, who speak it natively. Interesting. Yeah. I guess I don't mm-hmm. know much I, about I, it. I didn't know that. I know that it's a Semitic yeah. language sort of in the, in the same family mm-hmm. as Arabic and, and Hebrew. But I mm-hmm. didn't, I, I, yeah. other than that, I really don't know much about it. I thought it was dead, but apparently not. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this is also kind of interesting. There's a, um, Aramaic speaking television channel. Um, would you like to, to guess where that is? (laughs) You know, if I were honestly to guess, it would probably end up being like, like Tennessee or something. (laughs) (laughs) Just something crazy that I, I I like where you're going with that guess. (laughs) Um, you're actually uh, going to be going there in a few weeks to Tennessee. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> no, to 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 the place where uh, this television station exists. Somewhere, okay. So it's either it's either northern or or eastern Europe somewhere. Mm-hmm, Is it's it true? Where do you think? Who would be wacky enough to have an Emmerich speaking television station in their country? Well. Okay, so the countries that I'm going to are going to be Sweden, Czech Republic, Poland, and Germany, and Iceland. Iceland's pretty wacky, but I don't think it's... Yeah, but there's only 300,000 people yeah. there to begin I, with. I just don't... I just, Do they actually have a community? I see Poland as being sort of this poorer country that just doesn't have time for this kind of stuff. I don't know. Okay. Germany? Yeah, well, let's just cut to the chase. Sweden. Oh, okay. Sweden. The only reason um, I was backing off of that is Arctic- because I know how uh, how 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 uh, ambivalent the Northern Europeans feel towards people of the uh, well, at very least, at very least towards Islamic people. But it just seems like they have this weird ambivalence mm-hmm. about about the Middle East in general. So, well, apparently there's a vibrant immigrant community. Ah. In Sweden, yeah. that has kept the, the the language alive, and so they've they have a TV station <laughs> there. Um, anyways, um, you know, so so in lieu of of actually learning 
you know, the language that their grandparents speak, let's say, um, they've, uh, they've just been speaking sort of the, 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 the language of the, the, the community that surrounds them instead, the, wherever, wherever they are. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, so they're, they're looking to, um, you know, revive it. And there's actually two elementary schools that are, uh, that are teaching Aramaic to their kids, but it's causing a little bit of a hubbub. Um, wow. even though, um, yeah, I the, guess that would be a hubbub. Um, the, the Arab, uh, Muslim communities that are sort of in these same small villages, their, their, their neighbors were also, uh, spoke Aramaic, yeah. uh, traditionally, historically, um, because it was just the language of that community. They've moved on and they actually see it as okay. sort of a, um, as the Christians trying to, um, kind of, uh, <laughs> kind of bring their children over to like co-opting their Christianity. And so they're a little upset about it. Weird, right? Oh, that, that's what okay. the, the people in the Middle East would be like freaking out about religion and identity and <laughs> <laughs> anything you do in the Middle East is, yeah. it's just going to piss so somebody anyways, off. But just... Just to give this last little statistic, and then we can move on. Um, there, um, apparently, we, we, because we were talking about Sweden, um, they they think that there's like thirty to eighty thousand people in Sweden who speak Aramaic. But uh, we're not talking about people who speak it as their native language, as their original language. These are people who they, it's the Aramaic speaking population. So they speak it probably, um, maybe it's the first language they learn at home, or maybe they learn it in conjunction with Swedish. Huh. Um, kind of like, you know, the Quebec do, yeah. the Quebecois do. Well, um, that's interesting. And uh, Yeah, isn't that, isn't that kind of wild? I, I was trying to figure out sort of um total population of the world total numbers of aramaic speakers but um it's not in this article that i was reading so that's just fascinating. That's interesting that just in sweden that there would be that many but in the in the holy land <laughs> so to speak um that they're that it's that it's dying off well isn't that weird well, yeah that weird? what's really think, weird to me really is weird. is that you know the bible i think they should have to i think if they're trying to revive it because of jesus then they should also mm. have to revive Latin. Because a lot of the Bible... Well, no, not the Bible. But, I mean, I I don't know. That's not true. They shouldn't have to revive Latin. But the Bible itself was written was written in Greek and Hebrew, right? Mainly? Because um, uh, Aramaic didn't have a written language back then. Is that right? Am I getting my facts straight on this? Okay. We are not Bible scholars. No, actually, uh, when I was looking up uh, some details on Aramaic earlier in the week, um, it was written. There was a written version of it. Okay. It, it was actually one of the early written languages. Well, I'm confused about that because I know that I know that the initial, the original Bible was written mostly in Hebrew and in Greek. I don't well, know. Right. I, okay, Hebrew, we're gonna have to do some Hebrew would have been this. right, but he. Yeah, you're right. Let's not talk without knowing the facts. <laughs> let's just, let's let's just keep mark. talking out of our asses, like we know what we're talking Woo-hoo! about. <laughs> hey, everybody! <laughs> what is this? We've got answers to whatever you're wondering about. <laughs> May not be true. 
<laughs> we got answers. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we yeah, don't. Yeah. Let, let's move on before we say something that is just patently incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> so, something else. Anyway, yeah. uh, so, so, oh, so I was I I made a guess about um about the South being a place where wacky religious stuff might be happening, and I guess maybe the reason oh. that I did that is because of our next uh, little story here. I've got a story mm. from the uh, from the the Washington Post, and it's you know, it was it was uh, I, we were alerted to it by a faithful listener on on the Facebooks at uh, at facebook.com slash TGI atheist. So uh, thanks to Michael for this. I think it's Michael. I know he sent us something. Yeah. Anyway, um, we uh, so. This is a this is but oh this was a message that he sent us so you, I'll have to repost this so that everybody can look at the pictures and stuff but it's about a uh Pentecostal uh serpent handling minister the serpent handlers you're familiar with Ooh. this with this thing I've I've heard I've heard about this yeah it's um they're um they're kind of kooky yeah yeah, well, so the, what they're doing is they're basically going off of Mark 16, verse, verses 17 and 18, which state, and I'll just pull it up here, uh, and these shine, signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Oh boy! So, do they drink poison too? They do. They do. They do. They drink. Do they get tongue transplants? They get. They drink strychnine, and they, they. You surely you've seen video of these people talking in tongues. Yeah, but do they? Okay, All yeah, of the <laughs> tongue transplants. Yeah, yeah, I was going back. To okay, that. yeah. I thought, I thought it was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh well i'm so glad frank that you think that that's nice uh, so i'm just saying i i thought i was being really clever yeah so. anyway right. but so yeah the, all the all of that <laughs> comes from them and then you, that's if you're tipped in you put a little <laughs> in <there too. laughs> that's true which is such a charming little <laughs> little, little godly phrase godly sound mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway yep. so so that's what these people are up to. They're uh, they handle serpents. They get themselves uh, rattlesnakes from the hills, and then they uh, they handle them to prove their faith. And mm. then they get bitten and, and they die, or at oh least that God. happens sometimes. And uh, and yeah, there's so this one of the so this article that he posted that he that that Michael sent us was um, basically talking. It was about a. You know, it was this sort of weird, should I have let this happen article from a photojournalist who stood there taking pictures oh, wow. because the guy didn't want uh, medical treatment. He got bit on Whoa. the thigh by by a rattlesnake. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, and refused treatment. Oh, my goodness. Or rather, just did, asked everybody not to call any thing so i it's such a just because he wanted to he, he wanted to test his faith 
Right. And God's will be done. Yeah, I guess that's it. It's it's uh it's a tricky thing. It's you know wow. it's like you know you you, you test is it your tricky faith, though, but... Dan? Is it tricky? I don't think it's terribly tricky. Like I mean, I get the whole faith thing. This is what these people believe. But I'm 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 coming out on the side of um. I think it's abhorrent. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's awful. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. Um, I think these these people need something better to do with with their faith. Well, this one's particularly. If, if they're going to go around having faith, if they're going to go around being believers, okay, all right, that's the world we live in, right? Right, but um, I don't know. Have a go work in a soup kitchen, right? Right. Prove prove <laughs> you your know, faith like... by doing good in the you know, in the world. Yeah, um, but uh, I mean, I I don't know. Like that's. Like really? Like yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like the, the really? Like you're gonna go around and you're gonna the, your God requires you to tempt him. Yeah. Right. And and honestly, to, I feel to tempt, you know. A few months back, we talked to about kill you. A few months back, we talked about Christian scientists refusing medical treatment for their kids. And their kids yeah. dying because they're praying instead of giving mm-hmm. the medical treatment that yeah. could save them. That to me is right. that to me is homicide. That's negligent homicide, right there. Child abuse. Yeah. If they. Yeah. At least child abuse. Yeah. Exactly. If the kid doesn't die, it's. But if it's yourself, I mean, as we talked about last week, you have the right to to lose your own life if you want to. Sure. Of course you do. And frankly, of course you do. Frankly. But that, I don't but, really but mind like, if the if the herd gets thinned a little bit this way. Ooh, oh, am I supposed to laugh or am I supposed to be outraged? Well, <laughs> I'll let you choose. <laughs> Go ahead, because I th- this whole transatlantic thing, Dan. I, I I'm not picking up on all your cues exactly <laughs> the same way. So I don't I don't know if you're if you're being if you're being funny or if if I'm supposed to like <laughs> be outraged right now. <laughs> You're not into social Darwinism? No. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, I believe it would work. Yeah. I, 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 I believe that, you know, I mean, we, we see other species being bred. Yeah. Like, okay, it, obvious, it obviously would work with humanity. But there's, there's a moral question there that's like, I'm not willing to. Yeah. To, well, to I mean, accept. okay, so here's the truth of the matter for me. The fact is that. What I want, what I wish would come of this, is that other people would look at this guy dying, and go, "Oh shit, this is bullshit. We shouldn't be doing this." You know, right. come to the conclusion that you came to—that you're tempting God instead of actually showing him a, a, some sense of faith. Well, I don't think he's tempting. You know, <laughs> or rather, he's not tempting God. Tempting, but a in snake. his mind, he is. He should. He should be. He should see it that way. Right. Right, that's you what know, I'm saying. As, as, okay. So, but but what's fascinating is that for a select group, and I think the people who are attracted to snake handling, to serpent handling, um, are 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 going to be more likely to be in this group. For a bunch of these people, it's they psychologically, for whatever reason, they continue to pursue it, including the guy that this is about, the guy that died. His guess what killed his dad. Oh no. Yep. 
And did this guy get a chance to reproduce before doing it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think he your, did. Your little theory here, Dan. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, exactly. It's my yeah my social Darwinism not only works if they're if they're reproducing before they do it. Yeah, then it doesn't work. They got to do it in their reckless adolescent <laughs> yeah. phase before they have a chance to reproduce. Yeah, and apparently, you know, there's a there was another article about this guy and about all of this that was published before the one where he died. That just outlined him oh. talking about when his dad died and saying that he went through this crazy wild phase where he was arrested for, uh, for, for not just for, it was for like burglary or like theft wow. and kidnapping. Yeah. Oh my God. Like this was his wild phase that he went through. Armed robbery and kidnapping is what he, is what he was arrested for. And he spent a year wow, and a half something. in jail. Religion's really doing this guy a lot of good. Yeah. Well, well, but he credits going back to the snakes as being what saved him. Uh, well, apparently. Yeah. But I mean, it it gave him something else extreme to do. I guess if you need extreme to be able to handle your feelings, your emotions, process what's going on inside of you, grab Move a rattlesnake and take up mountain biking. Like, <laughs> yeah. if you need something like extreme in your life, jump out of a plane. Yeah. By a by a dirt Come bike, on. rock climb. Yeah, but no, Come on, people. That's not what he did. He decided he decided Extreme. rattlesnakes were his way to go, and drinking strychnine. It's like, oh, and the other thing they do, they got a coke bottle. They they apparently they get a coke bottles and they fill them with kerosene and put a wick in them and they they hold their hand over the flame. Extreme faith. <laughs> yeah. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Extreme faith down at the Thunder Church. How big a letdown is it if if the phrase Sunday, Sunday, Sunday is followed by church? <laughs> <laughs> For me, it better be followed by brunch. <laughs> right. so. Extreme brunch. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. There's that. People dying right. of snakes. Well, um, I've also got a story, uh, at least in somewhere in the region of, uh, of yours. Um, yeah. if we're just to lump the entire other part of the country into the South, um, no, this is technically the South it's Tennessee. Um, judge voids mosque approval. Oh, um, in the interest of, let me get back to the story. Um, he doesn't stop the, the construction of it. He doesn't, you know, order it, the construction to, to cease, but he, he did, um, he overturned the local government's, um, approval of the building. Wait, how does that work? Weird. Does that, I I mean, does that no mean that clue. he's going to let them spend all the money to build the thing and then make them take it down or something? I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, um, this is in Rutherford County, Tennessee. Weird. That, that's um, bizarre that that would happen the, down in the south. You'd never guess. You'd never I guess know. that this would happen in the south. Uh, he voided the county planning commission's approval of the mosque site plan earlier this week, um, and he ruled that the public wasn't properly, excuse me, notified about the meeting. You know, <laughs> they have these like open house things to yeah, so the public can chime in on on whatever. Sure. Um, he filed another order um, on Friday making. Um, making it clear that the, the, the opponents of the mosque would need to file an, a separate motion <laughs> to get the construction to stop. So, the, I mean, who knows? But I mean, this is this is just 
I, I it's just a another prime example of 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 anti-Islamic racism. Slash well, but of good Christian folk um, <laughs> kind of forgetting how this country was founded. Yeah, forgetting why so many of our earliest immigrants came to this country, yeah. which was to avoid persecution of a religious majority. Right. And um, and that has set up, of course, wow, a really awesome run of, uh, <laughs> of, 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 of just sort of religious attitudes in this country. But anyways, it's, you um, know what's, the more I think about it, since we're since we're on the subject of, of the founding of our country. The more I think about yes. it, the more amazing I think it is that the that the men who ended up crafting our constitution, et cetera, ended up doing mm-hmm. the way the what they did. Because frankly, mm-hmm. it was a bunch of Puritans who founded this yeah. country. Like we're talking about the same the the assholes that did the Salem witch trials and killed a bunch of people for being witches and stuff. Like we're we're talking about sure, a group like of people 150 who, years prior to the like formation of the country, right? But I'm ju- I'm just following the I lineage. Mean, they had a little bit of time to 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 evolve, indeed. But what I'm saying is, I mean, we can if we're still feeling the effects of that Puritanism in oh, in yeah. in how in in how our country. I mean, our country is so conservative compared to other other you know nations. Yeah. Even Christian nations, our country is so fucking uptight about so many things, and that's that Christian <laughs> that that's that that puritanical heritage. So the fact that yeah. a bunch of mostly deists got together and were the ones who were able to craft our you know founding documents is pretty mm-hmm. cool. It is pretty amazing, but I mean, the United States has had a, a back and forth you know, relationship with religion. We're just in one of the moments when it's like really hot. Yeah. You know, that's true. Um, because you know, like around the, 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 the time of Joseph Smith's <laughs> founding of the, of the Mormon church, um, you know, that was coming right off the heels of, of the, of the period of time that you're talking about when, yeah. when, 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 when people had kind of found different solutions rather than, religion that there there wasn't sort of that revivalist there there that that's where revivals come from there was this revivalist attitude that that reviving good old christian faith in this nation yeah right yeah and that's what happened in the early parts of the 1800s and then and then it kind of dwindled a little bit for a minute you know in a lot of the country and then it came back with a vengeance yeah you know and so like it's it's uh you know the United States has a very complicated history with religion, obviously. It's true. And, but, but, but you know, yeah, I mean, of course the, our Puritan roots still affect us. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I mean, I, it's just, it's all, it's all part of the history. And w- without the Puritans, we wouldn't have an ethic of wanting to be able to freely practice religion necessarily. Because they had to leave so that they could freely practice their religion. So then the next question, so so that's that heritage, that thinking, that mindset is what led to us wanting to, you know, to us getting the opportunity for everyone to believe as they want. Oh yeah. Cuz these guys came yeah. from a country where you were legally mandated to believe as you wanted to. You know, Shakespeare Shakespeare I I was just 
in Stratford-upon-Avon, you know, Shakespeare's hometown, and, you know, saw a whole thing about how his father, John Shakespeare, was fined money for every week that he didn't go to church. Wow. Which he didn't do a lot, because that's where the creditors were. <laughs> so. Oh, hey. Yeah. All right. There you go. Mm. Anyway. Anyhow. Yeah. It's a complicated history, but nonetheless, we're in a point where, come on, people. <laughs> So Muslims want to build a mosque, let them fucking build a mosque. For real. Like, what? Is, seriously, you're going to cause more problems for yourselves down the road. I think we can, I think we can all, or, or, or I don't understand why we all can't just see the fact that when we're, when we're open and when we're accepting of the difference in others, it calms everything out. Right. It, 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 it make it makes it hard to be a radical. It makes it hard to be an extremist. Yeah. Because the, and th- those people will exist, right? Yeah. But they're going to have a hard time finding any support in growing their community and causing any real risks to, to the nation at large. Totally. Because they don't have anything to organize on. Right. They have to have, they have to have common grievances that they find amongst themselves in order to build a community of angry people around <laughs> And so if you just if you just let Muslims just do their thing, they're going to Americanize yeah. through the process. They're going to mo- their, their their beliefs are going to moderate. A moderate form of Islam will will be the main the main form of Islam in the United States and everything will be fine. Right. Exactly. The best way to create a terrorist is to hate on Muslims. Absolutely. The best way to to kill the whole terrorist thing is to welcome them and give you know take a jello plate over to them once you not the terrorists well to to the muslims to anybody that's what i'm saying i'm saying right, 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 i'm right. saying no matter what when the, when someone feels a part of the community they don't want to mm-hmm. they don't want to hurt that community no suddenly you understand the other person doing good for them if that community is protecting them if that community is honoring them right yeah yeah well there you go um, I would also say don't move into an all Mormon neighborhood in Utah. <laughs> they do not necessarily feel the compulsion to bring over a Jello plate. <laughs> if you're, if you're, well, no, they'll bring it over. Oh, that's true. And then they'll go, oh, and never, right. Never so why haven't I seen you at the ward yet? <laughs> oh, and then they won't let their kids play with your kids. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, I've always found that. Does that bizarre. still happen? Does that still happen? I, it does still happen. It didn't happen in my neighborhood, but in well, yeah, but it, in the, your neighborhood was, you know, yeah, it was kind of liberal, more liberal sort of Mormon neighborhood. <laughs> but when you get into when you get into the really like uptight suburban neighborhoods, yeah, a lot of people. I I have so many friends who their parents who who's who's who weren't allowed to play with the other neighborhood kids because the other kids' parents wouldn't let them. Good gravy. It's all just silly. Hey, should we stay in the South for just a little while longer? (laughs) Hey, let's do, Dan. Okay. Uh, Tell tell me our story, Actually, no, no. Never mind. This isn't the South. I was going to blame the South for something, but this is Pennsylvania, so never mind. Yeah, not the South. No. Uh, In fact, a lot further north than I ever want to place it. Really? It's really weird. (laughs) Every time I look at a map and find Pennsylvania, I'm like... That's a lot further north than I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Although it, I think its southern border gets pretty close to the Mason-Dixon line. What? That line's higher than I think it is. When you look at it, when you look at it, that, oh. that line is higher than you think it is. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, so what happened was in a in in a di- school district there. This was actually uh, also brought to us by someone on the Facebooks. This one, who 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 was it that did this one? I got I I keep having to pull up Facebook again just to figure out who gave us all of these good juicy stories. This one was where is it? Um, I don't know. I, I I guess I need to find it because I need to thank whoever it was that alerted me to it. I think that's why is Facebook slow? <laughs> damn, damn you, Zuckerberg! Uh, oh, there it is, Paul Tucker. Thanks, uh, Paul. Okay. <laughs> what? I I really should have had that ready. I apologize. <laughs> why Why is it making me laugh so hard? I don't know. You just kept going. Well, you're just like, mm-mm. Well, I'm going to find mm. it. I'm going to give credit. I started imagining what that's going to sound like to listeners. Yeah, just, well, there you mm. go. Uh, mm. So any, anyway, uh, so the there's a kid's book called Dirty Cowboy, or The Dirty Cowboy. And uh, basically okay. it's about, you'll never guess, a dirty cowboy who ends up taking okay. a bath. Or, and you know, finally has to take <laughs> okay. his... His yearly bath or something funny like that. Oh, it's just cute. a cute little book. It's a really cute award-winning book, which has been banned. What? You may Why? not do it. Yeah, apparently it was uh, in uh, in uh, somewhere. Yeah, somewhere in Pennsylvania. They okay. They the Anvil Cleona School District. Uh. Said that they, they they removed the book from its elementary okay. school libraries. Okay, that's kind of silly. It's just well, ridiculous. Well, so, um, so okay, so to tell us a little bit more about this. Like, there must be something like going on in this book. Well, okay, so yes, and Amy Timberlake, who's who's the author, and uh, Adam Rex, who's the illustrator. They wrote this book, and apparently, mm-hmm. it's about a cowboy who needs his bath, and uh, he goes and he. He takes his bath, and then when he gets out of the bath, his dog uh, doesn't recognize him because he's too dirty and won't give him back his clothes. And it's about uh, the adventure uh, of trying to get his clothes back. So, Oh, so oh, so it's a naked cowboy. Yeah. So he ends up, and, and of course in the illustrations there are carefully placed leaves and, you know, whatever. So he, it's always strategic the, such that you would never <laughs> see things that parents would object to but apparently parents right. still managed to object to the fact that there's the concept of nudity happening in a children's in an illustrated children's book were, were the objects just sort of inappropriately sized like in Bora <laughs> or something like that <laughs> was it like he evidently had like the biggest schlong ever it's just making all of these all of these fathers feel insecure <laughs> God damn that cowboy's was home. that the issue i I don't know what the issue is i mean I, what what could possibly be there because to if a, it's just like fig leaves and whatnot like what's 
There's no harm. Yeah. It, There's no harm. It's so crazy. And of course, a whole bunch of parents are like objecting to it. And, and, and apparently they, the, the school board caught a whiff of somebody objecting to this book and just took it out of the, just took it off the shelves. And now a whole bunch of, okay. of parents are like, what, what the hell? Why are you doing that? You know, why didn't you right. just consult with the rest of us instead of hearing, you know, two complaints and thinking that that was enough to, to pull this book from the shelves. So oh. it's a big controversy. S- yeah. School administrators are terrified of litigation. They're just terrified. They're terrified of communities. I mean, they're just, they're I mean, spineless. I get it. They have a, they have a tough balance. You know, it's, it's. You you got to sort of you got to balance every all, a whole lot of different concerns, but man, that's stupid. Yeah, it's just hmm. and frankly, I don't care if my kids. You know, I like I said when I was when I was in Stratford upon Avon, I'm going to go back to that trip because there was this little room in one of the in one of the historic houses that I visited called Hall's Croft, which was where. Uh, Susanna Shakespeare, Shakespeare, William Shakespeare's daughter, lived with her husband mm. John Hall. Up in the up in the 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 on the second floor, there was a uh, there was a little place for kids to play, and one of the things that was there was a a really cool sort of layered wood cutaway puzzle thing, but it was of of anatomy, and it was these two sort of fun cartoon drawn kids and and as you take a piece out then you see the musculature structure and as you take more pieces out then you see the the circulatory system and then you take another piece out and you see the bones and stuff and it was this really interesting thing but when you put it all together what you have is a cute little naked boy and a little naked girl and they're not uptight about that at all here and neither am i i just how is it going to hurt a kid to see nudity, to see bodies as they are. As long as it's not in some horribly inappropriate way, I'm just yeah. not. I'm just not hung up on the whole nudity thing. I think that's so stupid to be hung up on. It's gonna. The fact of the matter is that people would rather let their naughty ideas in their heads, Dan. If they know about the anatomy <laughs> of the opposite sex. Then they're they know they now have naughty images in their head, oh my gosh. and those naughty images are going to lead them to do naughty things. I love that it's their, naughty. It's not just it's naughty. You know, God made it theoretically. <laughs> he made a lot of bad stuff, Dan. <laughs> God made a lot of crap. You you no, honestly. You know, it's so funny. The, just because God made it doesn't mean that it's good, right? right? Satan, hello, yeah, hello. Oh, that's true. I, God know, made I, Satan. I feel like God made God made penises. <laughs> there's there's a bumper sticker in there somewhere. God made penises. God made penises. <laughs> I just think I just you know it's just so stupid. <laughs> the fact of the matter is that American parents would rather let their kid watch a movie in which someone gets shot in the head than let their kid watch oh, a yeah. movie in which in, there's a naked person. Absolutely. How oh, fucked absolutely. up is that? It, oh, I object to that wholeheartedly. Way. I just want to start punching mm. people. Hmm. Anyway, now I'm on you a rant. Should. You combat combat f- violence with violence, Dan. All right. Um. Well, is it time for 
breakity break? Uh, sure, sure. But before okay. we go to break, we should tell people how they can get in touch with us. Yeah, you can leave us a voicemail at 424-666-TGIA. That's 424-666-8442. And by the way, I just want to let people know we love hearing from you. So uh, so however you want to get in touch with us, whether it's the, leaving us a voicemail to ask us a question or, uh, you know, we write us an email at uh, thank God I'm or podcast at thank God I'm atheist.com. You've heard us mention the Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash TGIA atheist. There's also a Twitter feed at TGIA atheist. And uh, yeah, so we're going to hear um, this is from Anderson Cooper's show, right? Yeah. From the 360. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he is interviewing uh, one of the, one of the parishioners. <laughs> One of the, one of the congregants yeah. at a uh, Reverend Charles Worley's church. He's one of those who advocates putting gays behind electrified fences. So let, let's have a listen. I know you're you're a defender of Pastor Worley, and I appreciate you you coming on the program. Do you agree with his his statements that he said on the pulpit that that gays and lesbians should be put in under, behind electrified fences until they die out? Um, I believe that that was taken. I mean, yes, he said that, but of course he would never want that to be done. Um, of course, people are going to take it and make it their own way and make it into what they want to. But I agree with what the sermon was and what it was about. But you're saying it, it, he doesn't want it done, but he said he wanted it done uh, on the, he said it from the pulpit. How do you, why do you interpret okay, that that's not well, what then. he wants? I, let's see. Okay, let me let me try to say it a different way. Maybe um, maybe uh, that's what he felt like should be done. I mean, it can be said either way. Okay, just to make the short of it, yes, I agree with him. If they can't get the message that that's wrong, then um, you know uh, they can't reproduce, and eventually they would die. So you believe only that gay people are only born of other gay people? You're saying I'm they can't. Sorry, re- you're saying they can't reproduce, so therefore they would all die off. Uh, but they, aren't, aren't gay people born? Man, w- g- gay people get born to straight man, parents all the time, no? No, that's not what I meant. If man and man were in the same fence, and women were in the same fence, they can't reproduce together. That's what I mean. Right, but that wouldn't eliminate all gay people, there would be more gay people born outside the fence to straight people, wouldn't there? Exactly, but we were meaning uh, the ones in there. See, it's all taken out of context and twisted. The main point is always the same. (laughs) Mm, Sure. Thank you so much. (sighs) Okay. (sighs) Here's my first, here's the first thing I want, I want to, I love when she said it. That, that's just twisted and taken out of context, <laughs> right? You are, just, you're just twisting it and you're taking it out of context. When well, you, when you quote him like that, yeah, you were. Well, but he said it. Yeah, he. It's not taking it out of context. Well, <laughs> okay. It's not. Is it taking it out of context? No. I mean, I don't know. Do we need to play the the video of twisted? Do we need to play the the, the audio of 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 yeah. what he said? Yeah. Let's 
Let's do. Let's do. All right. Well, let's um, test the, this context then. Okay. Sure. Here we go. I figured a way out, a way to get rid of all the lesbians and queers, but I couldn't get it past the Congress. Build a great, big, large fence, hundred. 50 or 100 mile long, put all the lesbians in there, fly over and drop some food. Do the same thing with the queers and the homosexuals. And have that fence electrified till they can't get out. Feed them. And, and you know what? In a few years, they'll die out. Okay, so out of context, did he, does he believe that it's going to happen? No. No. But of course not. But you listen but did to his he speech. say it? Did he actually say, we need to find a way? Basically, the gist of what he's saying is, we need to figure out a way for them to all go away. Right. And his That's solution, his sentiment. His solution is brilliant. So, because as Anderson Cooper pointed out, you, you guys, you know, once once we keep all of you gays from uh, from procreating, there won't be any more gays. <laughs> right, because... Because gay men get with lesbian women in order to make more, more <laughs> right. gay babies. Is that the deal? Is that clearly, how it works? Clearly, gays come from other gays. How else would it work? Yeah. How else would it yeah, possibly it happen? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. It's kind of silly. So, um, so yeah. Uh, so, that brings us to our segment, What Mormons Believe. Woo-hoo! About gays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're not so good because you're because uh, you're there in Salt Lake City and it's 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 Gay Pride Weekend Yay! and we can be uh... yay! I am sad that I'm missing. Oh, it. it's no big deal. Actually, it's, it's fun. fun. I like the parade. I like the parade. Yeah, I like the parade. The parade's it's a fun fine. day. Everybody gets drunk and has fun. But yeah, it does lead us to a, another story that I have. I've got this other uh, this other thing. About uh, about the the gays and mm-hmm. and you know Mormons in the gay pride parade. Do you see all that? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Yay! Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that your new job? Is just to say yay a yay! lot? <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, the uh the Mormons there's a group of Mormons who are going to uh dress in their church clothes. Yeah. And uh and march in the gay pride parade to uh to say to sort of to say, Hey, we don't we don't hate you. No, yeah. Yeah. Or at least not all of us hate you. <laughs> there are some of us who don't. Yeah, wild. I, I you know what I kinda have I I kinda like that they're you know Wearing their Sunday clothes. Yeah, it's kind of a cool gesture. Frumpy actually. floral it's, print dresses. I mean, <laughs> something tells me these are not those Mormons. Uh, I'm just guessing. These are uh, turtleneck under uh, um, overall <laughs> overall skirt. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, Jesus! No, something tells me these are going to be slightly. On the higher on the higher fashion end of, oh, okay. of Mormonism, All right. the hipster Mormons, yeah, Mormsters, yeah, they ex- they they <laughs> exist. They yeah, exist. sure, they're not. 
Absolutely, they do. <laughs> I was, I was, I actually had, I had a Facebook friend who I, I was, I was posting a thing. It was, it was General Conference weekend, and I just posted a thing on Facebook about how bad the shoes were. Yeah, well, that's definitely true. And uh, and yeah, I had a friend, a Mormon friend on Facebook, who was like, "Excuse me, I have very sexy shoes. Thank you very much." <laughs> so I was duly chastised. I was like, "Yeah, but you're not seeing the shoes that I'm seeing here on right. Temple Square, right?" So yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. Mm, bad. They like comfortable so, shoes. Franklin. Yeah, no, they just like ugly shoes. Anyway, <laughs> the question that I have for you, Franklin, is what what do the Mormons yeah. believe about the gays? Um, they don't believe in gays. What? They don't believe in us. They don't believe that we exist. Well, no, I'm, I'm going to quibble with you on <laughs> I'm that. Just being, I'm sorry. I'm just being stupid. Um, no, uh, Mormons uh, have been in a state of evolution on their, um, much like our president, um, on their attitudes about homosexuality. <laughs> um, they, um, the, the hierarchy of the church. Okay, so here's, here, here's the deal. Let, 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 let's sort of set the stage as to, like, who the Mormons are. The Mormons yeah. are... Um, are, 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 are very nice people. They tend not to like to offend people. For the most part. At least not face to face. You know, the, the, it's sort of right. a cultural thing, right? Um, but they're also, they, 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 you know, you hear this whole thing about Mormons and family, right? And I think it's true. I yeah, think it's really sure. true. Mormons really, um, they have really strong, um, close knit families for the most part. That's what they're striving for, at least, oh. and that's definitely the image that they've that they've been able to project into the world. And uh, and and I think that what what has happened is um, is Mormon young Mormon gay kids have been coming out in 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 large enough numbers that it's actually affected um, the general attitude of the membership of the church because the 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 general population they have. Mormon, or I'm sorry, they have, you know, they're gay kids and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's the progress that the, the gay community has been making everywhere, right? It's also right, been making, right. they've also been making good progress with Mormons. And there, there's, there's this thing about Mormons where there's definitely a brand of Mormonism that is as close-minded and as um, unreasonable as any other group that you could ever possibly want to meet, Right. But there's sure. there's this thing in Mormonism that I also think is really sort of culturally where they tend to be pretty reasonable, right? I don't I I think they're pretty fair in a lot of ways, um, mm. and, and that they can, can again be. they can be, and I think when you mix that 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 ability with their um, with their sons and daughters, right, and um, yeah. And 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 the love that they know that they have for them, there's been a real real shift in the in, in the population. So, anyways, going back to what Mormons actually believe, well, the 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 the, 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 the leadership of the church is not immune to um, um, shifting cultural attitudes, right? <laughs> They can't yeah, be. They, they, they will eventually, they are a bunch of old men, but they eventually kind of come around in a lot of the same ways that the, 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 the membership has. Because remember, these, these are men who started out as, um, as lay 
um, leaders. Um, they have yeah. they have families themselves, and you know, frequently frequently businessmen. So they have sort of a, a, a pragmatism to them as well. Um, and yep. uh, and you know, I know I personally know the the child, and you know, the same person, the the child of a general authority um, of the LDS Church. Mm-hmm. And, um, and th- there's been a number of them. And I think that that has, as you know, it's really, really brought about a change. So where are they now? Where are the Mormons today with the whole gay issue? It is, they have come, they've gotten to this point, which I actually think is quite remarkable for the Mormons. They believe th- or they have stopped officially trying to make gay people change. They, right. which was what they which were is doing, what they were doing up until not too they long were, ago, up until maybe what about eh, this has shifted in the last 10 years for the longest time. And, and, you know, for the longest time, they did stop with the really extreme stuff sure. because back in the seventies and eighties, they were, they were, they, BYU was experimenting heavily with. Uh, with aversion mm-hmm, therapies mm-hmm. and even electroshock yeah, therapies yeah. to try and get people to uh, to to not be gay right. no more, they 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 went into some heavy duty like really mean, awful right. stuff. Right. And for the longest time, the response if you had a kid that came out as gay to you, the response was even after they stopped with the electroshock. Send them to a camp, and the camps still exist, actually. So we shouldn't say well, that it's gone. But those camps were never official. They, I mean, they were never officially no. like sanctioned by the church. They were just sort of, they were just kind of out there. But anyways, so they yeah. they they don't have the best history on the issue, but they've really made a lot of progress, and so they will Indeed. allow for if if you are if you are gay and you believe in the Mormon Church and you want to show up every Sunday. As long as you follow all their rules that all the le- all the members of the church, except for a couple, well, that all the members of the church follow, except for just a couple of the rules, yeah. right? Because let's, well, we'll get to that in just a second. But, um, right. but like, as long as you show up and you do all the things that Mormons do, um, obviously you can't get married, right? Because they don't recognize right. gay marriage. Um, in fact, they fight against it. So the Mormons are not... Again, they're not our friends. The, the The organization itself is not our friend. Um, but no. um, in terms of as, rights, in terms, of, uh, in terms of their fighting against you know gay rights, um, right? But the LDS Church has endorsed um, protections for housing and employment in in very. Right. Uh, it's it's working on the municipal level here in Utah right now, not on the state level yet. But the LDS Church right. has said, "Yeah, that's fine. We're we're totally okay with that." What they're not the the one issue that they're that they just can't get past is the is the marriage issue. Um, and right. So- now, in fairness, uh, I know that the Mormon Church has supported many gay people getting married, but they just support them getting married to straight people <laughs> or to if you're a gay man to a lesbian. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. fine. As long as you're marrying someone of the opposite gender. Right. Right. You're okay. Which, and what's funny is that there are still a lot of bishops, Mormon bishops, that will that that so don't understand the how gay yeah. works that they that they will still counsel young young people 
to go, you know, go ahead and get married. You, if you pray enough, if you guys are faithful to each other, faithful to God, God will bless you and you won't be gay no more. And you can, and you can have a happy married life. Yeah. And on very rare occasions, I know that this can work. Actually, I, Dan Beecher know that know at least one person who is gay, who is openly gay, uh, not openly gay, but in in private to his friends, admits that he is gay, and is married to a woman, and uh, and they seem very happy together. And who am I to judge that? Yeah. Yeah. I sure. It makes me a little sad. No, well, then you're judging because clearly, you know, he's not he's not getting fully fulfilled in his life, and probably neither is she. No, of course not. Though they do have sex because they have sure. they have kids. Well, they've had but, sex at least you know, that what? many number of times. Yeah, but I'm not one to judge. You know, sure. I, that's that's as long as he's not as long as he's admitting to himself what's going on. Uh, I think there's a, a bit of self self loathing there, but he's really open with himself and really strong with himself. And I just go ahead and live how you're going to live. I think it's a little bit sad, but they're great people and they love each other. So go ahead, you know. But that's not that's not the usual thing when when a gay person marries in a in a in a heterosexual no, in relationship. Fact, it almost universally ends in in uh, some pretty bad in pretty bad in tears. Stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. um, so anyways, so their evolution is, is ongoing. I'm sure they're trying to figure out yeah. a good theological mechanism to, uh, to really, uh, really allow, uh, their, their gay children fully into the church, but they don't have it yet. And I would say that right. while the, while there is definitely a large part of the LDS church that is um that g- is getting good on the issue um i i can't speak to the percentage and i'm i'm sure that the no. uh the, the 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 general authorities of the of the church are also um sort of unwilling to risk what um what mm. what that would in, would entail also um yeah. you know with Boyd KKK Packer um still around um, I'm sure <laughs> very few people, or I'm, 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 I'm sure he, he'll do some rolling around in his, in his grave is what he'll have to do. Um, yeah. He's, he's, for those who don't know, he's a, a general authority of the church who is as, as conservative and, and as openly grumpy about this, uh, about this, uh, issue as as anybody in the whole church, he's he just loves to make statements that then the church has to back off of as an organization. Well, he's the one that they had to rewrite his his speech from general conference, right? The 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 the, the official right. printed version of right. it wasn't it Packer. Um, he gave a speech over yeah, the pulpit. That's that the guy. Was sort of via sat- live via satellite to the entire church, and uh, they printed a different version <laughs> of it. Uh, as the official transcript because yeah they had to tone had, that down they, a little they had bit to back him off a little bit so there's there so <laughs> is there an official like stance yes the corporate church does have an official stance on the issue but it is very complicated because just like with any organization there are going to be factions but the mormon church is a very very um 
hierarchical authoritarian organization and when uh when the prophet speaks and the church has an official stance that's it you know your local congregation isn't going to like yeah be doing its own little thing kind of you know it, it doesn't work the way that it does in most like well like over in the protestant world where a congregation can kind of right. be doing its thing it might like be able to drift a little bit and its pastor might be able to say certain things over the pulpit and kind of build a community around some, you know, kind of slightly off from the general population of the church. Um, right. You can't have warring factions of, of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints the way you can with like the Anglican communion where you can have the Nigerians just furious because the Americans have a gay bishop, but they have a gay bishop. They just went ahead and did it. No, not it's in the Mormon Church. In the Mormon Church, it's it's everything's top down completely. completely. In fact, your local uh, the, your your donations to the church, your tithing to the church, doesn't go to your local organization. It goes to Salt Lake City to the corporate offices right. of the LDS Church, and they um, they then spend the money. And they pay, they pay your local, as they will. Um, your power bill, your util- well, they pay all your utilities. They pay for the maintenance of your building. They pay for your building that you have locally. Yep. That, that lovely little um, Motel 6 looking church down the street from you, wherever you live, that's an LDS chapel. The local people did with not the, come up steeple. with any of that money beyond sort of the, 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 the tithing that they spent, that they sent to Salt Lake City. Um at least not anymore. It used it to used be that de- de- it was more local. It used localized. to be, but as the church has enacted more and more central control over the church, um, right. that, that's that's been the general trend of the LDS church over the last hundred years is a, is a centralization of its of its operation. Indeed. So they, yeah, they're very very organized, very organized. Yeah. So so and oh and by the way, uh, we've we've been misspeaking here. Because the church doesn't like to talk about gay. Or at least most of the members of the church. They like to talk about same-sex attraction. Yes, indeed. Yes. <laughs> they like to talk about how you're, you, Frank, are afflicted yes. with same-sex attraction. And they d- it's not who you are. It's not what yeah. you are. You, just, you have this thing. It's your trial in life. And you can, uh, you can overcome it by just... Never ever yeah. having sex. Yeah. yeah, that's not going to work. Or or having completely unfulfilling sex with someone to whom you're not sexually sure, attracted. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah. So both of those are good options for you, if you want them. Mm, I'll pass. But they're the only. But but they're the only Mormon options that you got. I'm d- I'm pa- I'll pass. Okay. Well, all right, Dan. We need to <laughs> we need to cut this episode off. Yeah. Yeah, we need to sign off here. We we've been r- rambling. Yeah. So, anyways, um, if you'd like to uh, comment on anything we've had to say today, please feel free to leave us a voicemail at four two four six 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 eight four four two. Speaking of commenting on what we have to say, by the way, I do have to jump in and say this: uh, people have been we 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 have a whole bunch of five star ratings on iTunes, mm. and now we have I think three one star ratings. We got some haters. It's just out breaking there, our heart. I actually don't care about that, but here's what I do care about. <laughs> a, I care about the fact that now we've we've gone down to four and a half from five stars. Yeah, that hurts my feelings. Yeah. And B, I care about the fact that 
in a lot of contexts, if you look it up on like your mobile device or whatever, what comes up is the most recent uh, ratings. And since several of the most recent ratings are the one-star ratings, that's what people are going to see. So I encourage you, our our faithful listeners, uh, to go on to iTunes and to leave a rating, leave a leave a just a little blurb. It doesn't have to be anything long, but just a little blurb about uh, what you think about our show. It doesn't have to be a five-star rating. Just be honest. But uh, but these one-star ratings look stupid, and I don't want them. To, I don't want to see them anymore. <laughs> So, okay. if you would be so kind, it would be really lovely if you would go on and give us a rating. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. All right. Uh, you can email us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash Atheist, And our Twitter feed is at Atheist. Thanks so much for listening, guys. All right. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.